Welcome to the Relationship Review, a podcast hosted by me, Coco, and my mom, Edison. We are discussing the things that happen in our lives, in the world, and everything in between. We are on a journey to being our best selves, and we're glad that you're here. So let's get started. This is the Relationship Review. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, it's me, Edison. (laughs) And me, Coco. And this is the Relationship Review. We're back on, what day is it? The 16th of the 91st. Nope, no. The 16th of September. I don't think today is the 16th. Is it? Let me me check. Okay, yep, it's the 16th. I knew it. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I gotta work on that. You always doubt me. Well, you know what it is? I don't have to write the date. Oh, yeah. And I don't have to type the date. Like, when you start an email, when you start, like, Mm -hmm. sending things, it just, everything's so automated. I never have to actually write the date or, like, think about what today is. It just happens. That reminds me, I should probably start writing the date on my notes, like, when I do them. That would make sense. Then you could go back to... Yep. The day that would probably be helpful for you looking it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess we've already started talking about the days of our lives. This is our segment where we catch up with each other and uh-huh. with our dear listeners, our dear sweet friends. <laughs> catch up and muster. That's what our first grade teacher used to call it when we were catching up on our work. Oh ketchup and mustard is what she called it mm-hmm. and we had like these folders that we would put on our desks so that we could just um just sit there in our own little little spaces and everyone always like drew on theirs but i did never draw on mine oh that's not you sure. mean instead of catching up on their work yeah <laughs> okay um is she the one that also uh introduced you to eyes on the prize <laughs> yes <laughs> i thought yes. so um yeah so in the more recent days of our lives oh, i mean first grade days are great but in the more recent days of our lives what's been going on with you um i i um i hmm. mm-hmm. it's okay i don't remember what i did have okay. the days just been running together to you because they've just been running together for me it kind of feels like that in a way i just spoke to a co-worker earlier today and we just had a little pause where we realized together that this is the actual middle of September (laughs) Um, even though sometimes it seems like time is standing still other times it's like uh, oh my gosh it's zooming by so like it was just March and then blink and it's September like what well it was March forever (laughs) okay it was March Uh, for like three months yeah so that is, I'm not sure about that, but, but yeah. Um, it was just August. I thought yesterday was Sunday. Was yesterday Sunday? To, I don't think it was. No, it couldn't <laughs> have been. Mm-mm. I just remember the last time I looked at the date, it said Sunday. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we've got to work on this. Yes, yeah. we do. Um, so while you're still thinking about the days of your life, okay. Um, I have been preparing along with um, the rest of my colleagues for a virtual event and that is very different for us because usually we have 
a real event mm -hmm. <laughs> um, at this time of year, which means longer days. Um, it's not fun, I would say, to do all the prep for the event. I guess some moments are nice. Um, when you're looking forward to it, it's just like anybody. If you've ever planned, you know, a birthday party, anniversary party, uh, you've planned holiday parties or whatever, you know what it takes to get ready for the thing. You're waiting and waiting and getting ready. Kind of like um, Christmas or Thanksgiving. Like oh, you're, yeah. you're waiting for it. You're getting ready for it. You're ready. And then the day comes, like all your family comes over for the Thanksgiving dinner. And then as soon as the dinner's over, it's like, okay, that was it. Now it's time to clean up. Or as soon as everybody's opened their presents, it's like, okay, I spent the last... Like the thrill is The is thrill gone. is gone, yeah. I've spent the last, you know, couple of weeks or couple of months doing all this uh, getting ready. And now instantly, as soon as someone opened that last present, it's over. And that's why this year we will no longer be celebrating Christmas. <laughs> We want we, to enjoy the thrill. We will celebrate Christmas, but oh. we did have a conversation about um, scaling back on the gift giving. Nobody gets presents this year. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, with like Amazon, mm -hmm. we have a package coming here every day. Like we yeah. get gifts. They're not gifts. They're things that we need. Mm -hmm. But 10 years ago, the things that we quote unquote need all the time, some of those things would have been waiting for us under the tree, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but now there's just no waiting. There's only one thing I want for Christmas and that what would I that don't be? have. Okay. Roller skates. Oh, okay. I've heard that a couple of times. Yes. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe there is still some <laughs> some Christmas magic out there. Wink. But um, the, the point of this whole thing was make the making ready, the ready making for the events. Like... We're still doing that, but on a much smaller scale uh. to get ready for this virtual event. Um, it's kind of exciting because we're doing something completely new. We've never done anything like this before. But uh, because of our sheltering in place and our scaling back um, in-person events, um, I've actually seen quite a few organizations attempt some version of this. So I'm excited to see how it turns out. Um, anything for you? I, I, I just remembered. Mm -hmm. I made a, I made a Facebook account today. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. And then I, I like imported all my contacts or whatever. And I was surprised. Oh, am I not supposed to do that? It's fine. It, it's fine. <laughs> I forgot that. Facebook... You're just sharing a lot of your information with this entity, but you know, oh, they, uh, yeah. plenty of people do that. I personally don't. Mm -hmm. um, I would rather just look and see who I know. I, I yeah, I don't do it with most things, mm -hmm. but for this, I was just like, oh, let's see. Let's see who and you I know. Was, I was surprised to see that a lot of people in my contacts had Facebook, yeah. which is surprising to me. Yeah, because now, especially with like memes and stuff, mm -hmm. and just jokes in general, people. Facebook is for old people. That's what they say. They talk about Facebook like it's just for quote unquote boomers. But everybody is on Facebook, everyone and everything, like all your favorite companies. Um, everybody has a Facebook page. It's well, just that's because it's so it's accessible yeah. to the people who only use Facebook. True. Boomers. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, and you see, that's not an insult to you because you don't only use Facebook. I'm also not a boomer. Yes. So exactly. it wouldn't be an insult to me. And thank you. You would be Gen Generation X, maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> um, I don't know, and I've never been interested. To be I know quite I'm honest. Gen Z. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure my brother is a. He's either Gen Z or Millennial. I think he's right on the cusp. I think you two are in the same generation, aren't you? I think so, actually. Yeah, I believe so. I think he is Gen Z. But if you had had another kid before him, mm-hmm. they would be a millennial. You're probably right. Uh-huh. Unless uh-huh. you had twins. What? <laughs> if you had twins. Like, 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 brother had a twin, and it was just two twin brothers. They would both be Gen Z. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do remember commercials about being a part of the Pepsi generation. I'm sure that was just marketing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, Pepsi isn't really that popular anymore, is it? I don't know. I don't see it very much. I certainly don't drink it since mm-hmm. they had that um, little kerfuffle. sham. Yeah. Yeah. The kerfuffle where they had that girl out there talking about uh, she was well, she was acting as though she was bringing peace to the world or um, ending a race riot. <laughs> Or something, um, ending some kind of skirmish between protesters and police with a Pepsi. It was just too much, hmm. and I said, I've never "You know seen what? That before, actually. It, mm-hmm. it happened some time ago. That just shows you how long it's been since I cracked open a Pepsi." <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So the only other thing that's new for me is um, that I tried gel nails with the UV lamp for the first time. Oh, nice! And um, now there's definitely a learning curve. I thought, oh. I mean, I know how to polish my nails. I've been doing that for years, but there's a little, little something to it. I like the color. It's a well, nice color. Thank you. Color. Yeah, they I... look nice, and they really were dry, like mm-hmm. really quickly. But um, I, I still got some ground to cover before I perfect it. I also have a manicure. Oh, you do. I did not. It's lasted for quite some time, actually. Yes, this is the second week that I have had this manicure. Mm-hmm. Now, yours is a a box set manicure. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it, this is also gel, I think. That's what they said. It's like a, oh, okay. a gel like French. Like top coat or something? Gel French manicure. I don't know. But it's um. Who knows? It's I cute, don't. though. Mm-hmm. And it's lasting way longer than I anticipated. It's Me really too. cute and mature looking. Mature. Mm-hmm. I've never had all my nails this length before it's not that long yeah it's just all of them mm-hmm. so it's like hmm, that's strange yep but you know i've adjusted i think mm-hmm. you don't click them together as much as you did in the beginning oh uh, i do sometimes <laughs> but that's just like a habit yeah i know so um moving on to the what's going on i wish we had a little button where we could um click and... in your meal. what's going on Oh, maybe that can be it. Maybe that I'll just press the little virtual button Mm -hmm. and then that can be our little um, intro to the segment. Yes. I was thinking about Marvin Gaye, but let's do that instead. Oh, okay. I like it. Thank you. It's unique. I don't even remember. It's unique. It's it's unusual. unusual. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wait, let's try it again. Smooth transition. Okay. And beep. 
what's going on? Okay. What's going on? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's unique. I like it. It's unusual. Um, so here's a couple of stories that are happening in the news this week. First, I'm going to start with something that was amazing to me that I thought was really great. Um, virtual bedtime stories. An elementary school teacher um, at the beginning of the shutdown was really worried about staying connected with the students and I guess trying to do something to show them that the school staff were thinking of them and a way to reach out. So what she started doing was reading bedtime stories and posting the videos um, on the school's Facebook page. And she did that every night. Um, Her name is Miss Von Seal Campbell, and she is actually a math teacher at Bow Elementary in Detroit, Michigan. And she decided she would read a storybook every night, I think at like 8 p.m. or something, and post them on the school's Facebook page. And, you know, in the beginning, there were maybe a few students. But over time, um, these videos have been viewed and shared thousands of times. So it was a great idea. Um, Families were really responsive. And that was a really cool thing that she did. I I actually found the page and I listened to one of the stories. (laughs) It was a great story. (laughs) Who doesn't love a good bedtime story? Yes. Yeah. I love bedtime stories. Mm, Me too. So that was really cool. They're very captivating, but they don't ever put me to sleep. You're not listening to the right ones. Uh, Yeah. You know what I like to listen to Mm. when I'm going to sleep? BuzzFeed Unsolved. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. But moving on to the next. Yes. The next part. (laughs) The next thing is, and I don't know if you were aware of this. Mm. um, There's a tiger on the loose. In Knoxville, Tennessee. Now, why would I care? Knoxville is on the other side of our state. Yes. So it borders our state. But um, it's close enough. Mm. And um, no one has been able to catch the tiger. Plenty of people have reported sightings, but no one has actually reported a tiger missing. Mm -hmm. So in Tennessee, I don't think it's legal to like have tigers as pets or like privately own them. But in neighboring North Carolina, guess what? Mm. You can do that. Oh. You can have tigers if you want to. And the area around Knoxville shares like mountains and thick forests with guess what state? Ding 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 ding. Virginia. Okay. North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina. Um, <laughs> I am not pleased about this news. Mm. Do you know um, how many little wild creatures and big deer and um, all kinds of bear, all kinds of other things? There's no predator, I don't think, that exists in North America that a tiger has. They're an apex predator. What about... No, they don't live in the same habitat. I don't know. Do boa constrictors and tigers live in the same habitat? I don't think so. We don't have, like wild okay. boas like that and don't they live in like the jungles of india or somewhere uh like I, where do they naturally live? like south america i think so like like, like in the jungly places yes right? 
But I do think there there are a lot of like big snakes like that in Florida. And you think they're gonna creep up on a tiger? Maybe snakes are really out there. They're really confident in their abilities. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm I'm just not sure. They're so confident that even after you cut off their head, they're still moving. Yes, you're talking about venomous snakes, though. Oh right. Um, a boa constrictor just like eases onto it. the scene yeah. and like, hey, come here, let me just give you a squeeze. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Anaconda. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happening with a tiger. Yeah, you're right. Probably not. I mean, I don't know. Neither do I. Cause, we'll never know. Yeah, we hopefully <laughs> we will not know. But people are also letting loose things like those big ridiculous snakes. So there's no telling what's happening out here. I really like red pandas. They also okay. Nope. But the next bit of news. <sighs> yeah, that bit of news was ridiculous and a little too close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, Want to hear another piece of news? that's way too doggone close to home. Sure. Um, Corona fluenza is what I like to call it. Um, you might be one, you're looking puzzled like you're not sure what that is. Let I, me tell I am you. Puzzled. Um, apparently there's not one but two high school football coaches right now in Georgia, two different high schools. Georgia, that's like that way, isn't it? Mm. No, Georgia is It's like that one way. state kind of caddy corner from us to the south. So we're separated from Georgia by South Carolina. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> These two high school coaches, two different high schools. I'm not sure how close their towns are. One is Osceola, Georgia, and then the other is Tifton, Georgia. Both of these dudes right now have the coronavirus and the flu at the same dang time. And they're alive. <laughs> um, as far as I know. How? One of them is definitely in the hospital. Okay. I don't know about the other one. But, I mean, if they know that he has both of these things, I wouldn't imagine they'd be like, okay, well, so you have well, both of these. Well, you're on your deathbed. Go back home. We'll see you. Uh, you know, call us. Take <laughs> call two us of these. Two weeks. Yeah, and call us in the morning. I don't. Get you some of these antibiotics. think that would happen, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Um, Doctors do be stupid sometimes. That's true. But this is insane. Mm. So the season that everybody's been dreading and talking about for like since March is here now. Yes. Flu season plus coronavirus season? Nope. Nope, cuz it's just here for 9 months. Equals me staying Corona in the house. Fluenza. Like what is going on? What'd you call it? Corona fluenza, you're right. Corona fluenza. No thank you. It equals no thank you. <laughs> it equals I'm good, thanks. <laughs> it equals no thanks. I choose life. <laughs> That's what that equals. Uh, great. I just can't even imagine a world. That just seems so painful to me. I've never even had the flu before, but you have. And you I have definitely that is horrible. Had the flu, and then on top of that, having Corona. Mm-hmm. I just I think the think not. Yeah, the f- <laughs> the flu. First of all. Um, I had for like a a solid five days Mm. Um, and I was underneath it like the flu was like a boulder that was on top of me that I could not move and I was under it and it was mostly in like my like my neck and up like in my throat and my nose in my head just uh, uh, is right did your head like swell up you look like a balloon 
I felt like it did. I was very clogged up, like it was bad. bad. Okay. Um, I cannot then imagine having a double sickness uh-huh. where something is then also trying to murder my lungs. Uh-huh. Yeah, that um, would just be horrible. And then some other parts of the rest of my body, like I've heard things about the coronavirus. No, thanks. I don't think I've ever had a double sickness before. I don't, I don't know either. I don't know. I've never had like a severe thing. It was either just like cold or an allergy or a stomach yeah. bug. Yeah. Just, you know, the regular things. <laughs> I have had um, an ant bite and a wasp sting at the same time. Oh, now that is just yeah. an attack. Not in the same place. Like oh, a wasp, I think God. it stung me on the face, which was bad for mm. me. And then the ant had bit, bit me ankle. on the, like, yeah, on my foot or something. Mm-hmm. It was bad all the way around. But um, I'm sure it doesn't compare to <laughs> to this. But I'm just saying, you know, things happen. Anyway. <laughs> you know, things happen. So we're going to take a slight break. And we're going to... And we're going to come back and get into, get into our it. episode. Yo, get our topic, into it. Which is related to coronavirus talk. All right. Yeah. And we'll see y'all then. On the flip side. On the flip. The Relationship Review Podcast has a new website. Visit us online at www.relationshipreviewpodcast.com. Find info on where to listen to our podcast and how to connect with us on social media. Be sure to join our email list and be the first to get exclusive news and updates about the show. And you can always email us with comments, questions, or topic suggestions at relationshipreviewpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Let's get back to the show. And we're back. We're back. And we're back. (laughs) We're going to get into our topic for today's episode. Now... The title of the episode is called, what did we decide on? Devilish Doubts. Nope. Nope, not Devilish <laughs> Doubts. Death by Doubt. I was I was close. And you might be wondering, well, what the heck does that mean? What the heck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, because it almost happened to me, y'all. Oh. I'm going to tell you a story. It's story time. Okay. So. Oh, um, wait, we got to press a button. All right. Boop. Story time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's oh, and now we need an applause button. Yes, amazing. This show is getting high tech, y'all. <laughs> so when I say death by doubt, here's what I mean. We all know this pandemic is raging in some places out of control. Um it's scary for people who are paying attention, taking it seriously. It's a little frightening. One of the most frightening things is that there are people out there who don't give a dang. Mm-hmm. Um, we went out to do some shopping uh, for the first time for real. Um, yeah, I mean, like we took that sprint through Trader Joe's. Last week, that sprint. <laughs> we really we were out like in the wee parts of the morning. Yes. We went to one store, then we went to another store. 
we were very conscious about like not going into the stores when uh-huh. anybody else was in there. Like it was a very measured um, voyage. But then this week we decided, you know what? We're just going to make sure we follow our precautions, but we'll be out amongst others. people, amongst others. Um, and the number of people who just walk out have no regard about wearing a mask is unnerving almost. It's, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So we know there's people out there who are doing that. And the correlation between those people and them also probably being people who show up to these political rallies and don't wear masks and just don't care, you know, it's probably high. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I heard a commercial today and it kind of summed up like I think anxiety that a lot of us feel and the commercial was basically saying don't let your doubt be what kills you like whatever your ailments are don't let your doubt and your anxiety be the thing that actually kills you because you're too afraid or too nervous to call an ambulance if you feel sick or to go to the hospital If, you know, you're experiencing an emergency because apparently there has been a rise in the number of people who are waiting too long before they get help for emergency situations because they're simply too afraid or too nervous to go to the hospital because they think, well, gee, where's a great place for me to pick up, you know, a little covid just, just pick up a little bit on my way home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably the hospital where sick people are going to go. Mm-hmm. I tell you how I know that's true. Because I was one of those people who needed very serious medical intervention and almost flat out refused to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let me tell you a little story. I'd like to hear it. <laughs> I, I want to hear it. <laughs> Here it go. Gather so. around. Gather around. <laughs> This was probably, it was a holiday weekend. Memorial Day, I think, Mm, is when it was. Memorial Day weekend. So this is the end of May. By this time, you know, we're settled into our routines. Um, We know that we're avoiding the stores. We're ordering our groceries at this point. Um, Only going out if it's an emergency. None of us had returned to the office or anything yet. Like, we're still in Mm -hmm. at that point we're still sheltering in place we had not gone anywhere had not seen other people really Mm -hmm. um we were just in so around that maybe that whole week the week before memorial day i was feeling kind of sluggish not really feeling that great i'm like you know i'm a little extra sleepy i don't really feel my energy ramping up Maybe I'll drink a little coffee. I haven't had coffee in like two years for real. Mm -hmm. Um, When I say for real, I mean, I used to drink probably two cups a day. And then for medical reasons, I had to stop drinking coffee. So I may have it occasionally, you know, just as a treat. But I don't really drink coffee like on a regular basis. So that particular week I was like, hmm. Maybe I just have like a craving for some coffee or something. I need something to boost me up, pick me up. That wasn't working. So 
I noticed that, you know, my appetite was a little off. I would eat something, things that I would normally eat. Not really feel that great about it. But I'm like, eh, you know, we've been in the house all this time. Mm-mm. I'm not really getting to eat the things that I want to be eating anyway. Maybe I'm just over it. Maybe I haven't had enough salad. Maybe I haven't had enough vegetables or fruits or something. I don't know. So I ventured out and ordered a um, tropical smoothie mm. like that week. Uh, maybe maybe this is Wednesday or something. Mm. I got like the during that time, tropical smoothie was offering the immune blaster, oh, yep. immunity blaster, something like that. It's just a bunch of vitamin C. So I was like, you know what? Maybe that'll do it. I'll go um, do the, the curbside pickup and pick up one of those and it'll get me back right. Drank it down. It was okay. Still had kind of an off feeling, but I was better. You know, I was like, that's what did it. That's good. I'm good with that. Then the Friday rolls around. And your dad made a really nice pasta. A great meal. Like he's made it before. It's carbonara. Carbonara. So he makes this pasta. He's made it before. It's one of our like family faves. Mm. and this particular time I thought you know what those noodles were a little al dente and I got the pasta and I ate it and I was like "Mm." this is what she told me she said do your stomach hurt after eating that pasta (laughs) I said no she was like "Mm, something just not sitting right in my stomach I think it was that pasta (laughs) I was like I don't know what to tell you, Mom. But continue, please continue. (laughs) So this is true. This is what I was saying. Like, I ate a little bit, and I was like, this pasta is way too al dente. This is what it is. It's it's messing with my stomach. You know, I was feeling better. Everything was fine. Um, I had worked virtually that day because we had a little campaign that we were doing. I was like, nah, thumbs up. I think it's this pasta. It's sitting in my stomach right now. Like, I, I ate this batch of al dente pasta i don't like my pasta al, al dente. i don't like my pasta al dente Ugh. i like it to be mediocre. a little more <laughs> that is not the word i was looking for <laughs> i like it to be a little more tender i like it to cook a little longer than al dente so that i don't have to i don't know use a knife to get through the noodles i just like mm. pasta that i can eat <laughs> you can eat al dente pasta. sure okay. that's why they made a term for it because mm. you can eat it sure so it's, it's just it's never been my favorite it, like when we're making ramen mm. i like for my ramen to cook a little longer yes. than you guys like you all just you know cook it like the standard three minutes and you're like okay it's done I, i'm like Ugh. no i wait until there's rolling bubbles and then i'm like oh, all right Okay. And I pour it out. But still, y'all don't cook y'all's nearly as long as I do. Nope. Okay. Because you sit there and you you turn it down to simmer. You add okay. well, oregano. We'll talk about ramen mania Bonsal. another time. <laughs> That's not what this is about. So anyway, I ate the pasta. And then it seems like my stomach just started churning. It was not good. I went to bed that night. I got up the next morning. It was like a fitful night of sleep. I got up the next morning. This is Saturday. I did not feel well and everybody could tell like something was just so off your aura yeah like my stomach was hurting my head was hurting like everything was hurting 
So things progress. And I just laid in the bed. I just got in the bed. I tried to get up that morning. And then there was some point during the middle of the day that I was just like, I'm getting back in the bed. And that is unheard of. Like, I I don't get back in the bed, like, during the day. Mm-hmm. And I just went back to bed. And then, like, one by one, all of you came in and are like, what you doing? What's going on in here? What's up with you? And I was like, I'm just laying down. I just need to lay down. So by Saturday night, I had a fever. And first thought in everybody's mind is, oh, my God, is this COVID? Oh, my God, she's got COVID. <laughs> And so, you know, the thermometer comes out. We're looking up symptoms. We're seeing like what's going on. I'm like, it's my stomach. Like my stomach just doesn't feel good. I don't feel good. Next morning, Sunday, my fever is high, high. Like it's it's creeping up past 100. We're going to 101. And so I'm taking Tylenol to try to bring it back down. My stomach's still not feeling good. I can't really eat anything. And then my fever gets up to like 102 and I'm just like moaning. Like I can't, like I'm just in pain all over and I just am moaning. Like I can hear myself doing it, but I don't, I can't stop and I don't know why. And then (laughs) like (laughs) your dad comes in and he's like sitting beside me. He's bringing in cold towels. He's like taking my temperature because I think nothing really freaks him out as bad as when like I'm down Mm -hmm. because usually like if you guys go down then I'm still like you know you're still up and at it you're like all right here eat the chicken noodle soup (laughs) take you some of these medicines you need to go and sit down rub some of this on your feet yeah like I'm instantly going into remedy mode and I'm like okay snap 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 here we go here's what we're doing wrong with you yeah that's a problem none of us know what to do when that he's looking at me like what is it? What What's going on? What do you feel like now? What's happening? What, maybe you need to take a cold shower. Maybe you need to take a hot shower. Do you want me to run you a bath? Maybe this, maybe that. And I'm just like, I just want to lay here and be still. And then I started to get, go through that cycle of being like really, really hot and then really, really cold. And then I like the flashes. Yes. Like really, really hot. And I wanted to throw all the covers off, but then I'm freezing and I want to put all the covers on. And he's like, oh no, your fever is getting worse. And it was, it was going up like now it's like, it's getting up to like 103. So then I make it through like, what day is this? Sunday. Sunday. So then this is Memorial Day. We're we're supposed to grill and have like food and you know. But you went to the hospital. Not yet. I hadn't gone, not yet. So I, cause I didn't want to go. Right. And so we started trying to do um, the... It's okay. We started trying to do the, what do you call them? CPR. The virtual. Girl, <laughs> I didn't die. <laughs> the virtual doctor, um, visits? doctor visits. Yes. And so, because we're like, okay, we need to do something. Because he was asking me, like, do you want to go to the doctor? Do you want to go to the hospital? And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I don't, I don't think COVID this is COVID. Central? Yes, but where do you think people go when they have COVID? I'm not going there. I'm not going to go. I don't want to go. And I just freaked out. I mean, that's, that's just the bottom line. I freaked. Um, I couldn't handle the thought of exposure being right on the other side of the door. Like, no, we've we've been safe all this time. And 
you want me to go out there and get these germs and potentially bring it back in here and then we all have COVID? This is, it'll pass. It's just a stomach bug. Like, it's probably just food poisoning. It was probably those al dente noodles. Um, this, oh, trying to blame his noodles. <laughs> this will pass. Um, just give me a chance, okay? Just my body's trying to work it out. That's why I have a fever. Just let me have a chance. And our biggest, we were fussing with each other at this point because my biggest point of contention with him is that he wouldn't let me keep my blankets. I'm mm. like, sir, <clears throat> if you could hear my voice telling you that what I need at this time is to keep my blankets on my body that is cold, that will help me. And he was saying, no, you have a fever. Your You're body gonna. is trying to <laughs> like fight off whatever it is, but you'll overheat and that's not good. And your fever keeps getting higher. I'm not going to let you keep the blankets. Mm. So I would wait till he would leave the room. I will pull the blankets up over myself and lay down and be like warm. Finally. Yes. Like I'm finally warm, but I'm still and shivering. And oh, the minute that I would close my eyes and fall asleep, I would feel this man snatching the covers <laughs> off me and I would want to fight, but I was too weak. So then I was like, it's my stomach. It's just, my, if I could just get my stomach to settle down. By this point, my stomach is like churning. I can feel it actually turning over. That's what it felt like. It was actually flipping over, churning, bubbling, like just. We don't need the graphic details. But I'm going to give them to you. Okay. <laughs> Because this is what was happening inside. I didn't understand why was my body roiling like this. Because then I thought, well, really, honestly, how can I be the only one with food poisoning? We're in here together. Eating the same food. Yeah. But I was like, okay, well, maybe it was that tropical smoothie. But I had that days ago. Mm -hmm. Usually when you have food poisoning, it's like right now you start like something, something was off with that. I'm getting sick. Mm -hmm. It wasn't food poisoning. You know, like none of the things that I kept trying to say like, no, 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 no. It's just this. It's just that. Mm -hmm. It's just that. It was none of those things. Um, then I started not being able to keep anything down. Not water, not food, not soup, not nothing. I couldn't keep it down. I couldn't even eat it. Just so this is like midday, early Monday, like midday Monday. And it just was going downhill from there. Like you could tell I was already losing a little bit of weight. I was completely dehydrated. And my t my fever at this point is just going up further. So I said, why don't we just, you know, at this point, let's just do the the virtual doctor. So we get on with the virtual doctor. This virtual doctor was just in COVID mode. So he was only asking me about symptoms for COVID. And once he had determined, you probably don't have COVID. And so just drink some fluids, just try to hydrate, just, you know, do this or that. And you should probably be fine. It sounds like you just have a stomach bug. Well, for me, I was like, duh, that's what I've been saying. It's just a stomach bug. It's but stomach your dad bug. was like, um, I'm going to call BS on that. Uh -huh. uh, we're going to call again. So I was like, oh, OK, but I'm just about to get some rest. So what he didn't know <laughs> was that when he was walking out of the room, I was taking like two or three Benadryl because Benadryl um, will uh, alleviate nausea and it helps you sleep. So he was coming in to try to make me take like Pepto-Bismol and I was like, nah, bro, I'm not taking it. 
I'm not going to do it. And he was like, it'll help like coach your stomach and all these other things. And I was like, it's going to make me throw up. And sure enough, I took one and like minutes later, that was the result. And uh, so to try to settle my stomach back down, I started taking the Benadryl and um, like people take Benadryl for motion sickness and just all kinds of things. How many did you end up taking? I I couldn't tell you. Uh, Um, (laughs) I probably took like one or two an hour. And then like as soon as they start, because I think my body was metabolizing everything so fast because I had that fever. Uh, As soon as they started wearing off, I would take another one. And because I could only sleep for maybe like 15, 20 minutes at a time. But, you know, when I finally could close my eyes and get to sleep, I was like, oh, God, yes, this is what I need. I need this sleep. And again, I would wait until this man would turn his back or walk out of the room and sneak my covers back up over myself so that I could please finally have some warmth. And he would walk in the room and be like, what? (laughs) And take them off again. And at one point I just cried because I was like, I'm so cold. Please just let me have the cover. And my tears didn't work. And he didn't let me. He did not let me have the cover. And I was like, you heartless man. (laughs) You just a heartless man. So by this point, like I just like that night, I just remember I did not sleep all night. I just moaned. I just lay there and moaned. He came in. I could hear you through the wall, actually. Oh, my God. That's depressing. Yeah. It was scary. <laughs> oh, no. Because I was like, oh, my God. What is yeah. wrong with her? So I was in there, you know, by myself because I'm like, if something's wrong with me, I don't want anybody getting it. Just, like, mm-hmm. give me some distance. And Dad so- kept telling me, like, go in and check on her. And I'm like, hey. And you're like, no, get out. Because, <laughs> you know, I just had... To- it really wasn't, it felt like things that had been familiar before, but it really wasn't anything that I knew. And I just, it came on just so fast and I had no idea. So then Tuesday came. Tuesday? No, it was Monday. It was Monday? Yeah. Okay. Monday came. Oh, yeah. It was the holiday. Mm-hmm. So Monday. So, yeah, that Monday morning we had called that um, that doctor. Then Monday evening or afternoon. He was like, I, I'm not, I don't believe that doctor. We're going to call again. So I said, okay. Another guy got on and he was like, well, tell me what's going on. And t- he just really took his time. He wasn't mm-hmm. rushing. Well, tell me about this. And what about that? How do you feel? Yeah. What about this? And he was like, now, do you think a little one could be on the way? And I was like, absolutely not. He was like, yeah, I didn't think so. Your fever is pretty high. I just wanted to ask. I just wanted to get that out of the way. I said, yeah, okay. And he just, we, we talked for maybe 10, 15 minutes. He just really took his time and asked like all the questions all the way around. Mm -hmm. And then he said this, so what's the, where do you live? And I told him, he was like, oh yeah, it's a beautiful area. I've been there on vacation with my family. I said, okay. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what's the name of that, that hospital that's there? (laughs) And I said, why are you asking me that? Why are you asking me about the hospital? <laughs> and he said, because I'm going to call them and tell them you're on the way. Um, and I just want to make sure I'm calling the right place. I was like, oh, but no, 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 no. But the, I didn't want to go to the hospital. I was calling you. Can't you just give me a prescription for nausea or um, something? I, please. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and he was like, now, you know, I probably could do all those things, but I'm going to feel better. When you feel better. And I think you're going to feel better when we have someone take a look at what's going on. Something's not adding up here. 
and your fever is up to 104 now. It's time. I was like, <laughs> oh, <time>. okay. <laughs> and I just, you know, I cried again because I was like, but I was so worried. I don't want to go there because he was like, I know you think you're going to get the coronavirus. He's like, listen, hospitals are made to handle these kinds of things. That's the place you go. Like they, from the very beginning, they start to prepare their staff. They are made to handle like germs and all kinds of nasty things. They're going to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, okay. So then (laughs) we went, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we went to the hospital. I remember that day. So I thought. Like you were bent over like yeah, because I could barely stand. I was just I, I felt weak. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I got there and I had to get out at the you know you pull up to the little circle drive and I had to get out and go through the little questions there where they asked me everything and I said well <laughs> my doctor called ahead and <laughs> he said you should be expecting me and they were. I thought. I would go in and they would say, oh, yeah, this is a stomach bug and you this, that or the other. What they told me was, well, first of all, I had to go in by myself because Mm -hmm. only patients could go in. So there's no visitors. So I went in that that day, that Monday. Mm -hmm. I walked into the emergency room. I didn't sit down or stop at all because they already knew I was coming. I went into an exam room. Um, they said, okay, we're going to, you know, run a couple tests. We'll do a couple things. We're going to take some x-rays. I said, okay, for a stomach bug? Cause I'm just in my mind. I know this is all it is. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me some medicine, maybe a couple fluids. I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to sleep. Everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. They took some x-rays. They said, uh, uh, the, you know, the nurse came in. She talked with me for a little bit. Then she said, okay, um, the, you know, this technician is going to come see you. They're going to take you to do this. I came back from that. Oh, and, and then this technician is going to come in. They're going to take you to do a CAT scan or an MRI, one or the other. I said, okay, for a stomach bug? And she was like, um, has the doctor come see you yet? I said, I don't think so. She said, okay, well, they'll be in here soon. The doctor came to see me and said, okay, um, yeah, I'm waiting for the surgeon to come. Uh, you're <laughs> going to be so... Uh, he, and he said some other words. And I just looked at him and I was like, the surgeon? For a for stomach? A stomach? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. This is just... And I'm explaining to this <laughs> medical professional. No, no, no. <laughs> See, what happened was... What happened The was? pasta was al dente. <laughs> and <laughs> the pasta was al dente. And my fever is only high because the pasta was out there. <laughs> the pasta was out dente. I couldn't keep any of my blankets. And, you know, it's just, this is all a misunderstanding. Um, and I, I, if you just give me the medicine that I need and I can go home, everything will be fine. It's Memorial Day. <laughs> Come on. He was like, okay, so the surgeon will be here in a minute. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and we're going to get you prepped. Um, you're going in right now. I said, okay. For what? Why? Okay. He said, the surgeon will come and talk to you. The surgeon came in and said, I had a 
large kidney stone blocking my entire left side um, and that it had been doing that for probably about two weeks and where I had not been expelling any waste from my left kidney and it had all been backing up into my body and that I had gone septic. I had sepsis, which is basically an infection inside my entire body. So not only did I have to have this kidney stone removed, I had to have a stent put in to restore the flow uh, from my kidney to my bladder. I had to go on a ridiculous course of antibiotics, uh, one to clear the antibiotics out of my my blood and my system, another to clear the antibiotic, the uh, infection. I said antibiotics, I'm an infection. Mm. One to clear the infection from out of my blood, another to clear the infection from out of my kidney. Mm -hmm. um, and that one incident caused me to have that initial surgery. I was in the hospital for the rest of that week. Mm -hmm. And then I went back for two follow-up procedures. Um, if I had gone to the hospital sooner, if I had gone to the hospital sooner, um, I may not have wound up having to suffer through, you know, all of that pain. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of which was just anxiety. But if I had been by myself, mm. I, I may not have come out of the situation alive. If I had not, you know, had a, a family around me to care for me and to say, girl, you need to go to the hospital. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. This is the final straw. We're going. Um, I don't know if I would be sitting here right now because it's a serious situation. And it came from out of nowhere. I'm thinking the only thing that we have to deal with right now is COVID. Mm -hmm. But no, <laughs> like we still have our bodies that are still functioning, doing all the things that, you know, bodies have always done. Kidney stones have been around for centuries. And I had no idea they could do that kind of damage. And I just would have let my doubts, my fears, my anxiety about this one thing maybe, you know, cost me my kidney, maybe cost me my life, mm -hmm. you know, who knows? And just to hear this commercial the other day um, about the fact that it's happening so much that, that someone felt like, you know what, we need to do a public service announcement about, about this. this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we need to tell people, look. PSA, y'all, it's not just the al dente pasta. <laughs> Shut up. You need to go to the hospital. <laughs> yes. Like, do not sit there. Do not ignore the pain. Do not. It's not just a stomach bug. No. It's not a stomach bug at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Get that checked out. Yeah. Like you have to still go to your doctor, do whatever it is mm -hmm. that it takes Stop to maintain it. your health. Get some help. Yeah. You've yeah. got to do it. You have to do it. Um, you just have to do it in a new way. Now it was almost impossible for me to just be in the hospital by myself. You know, I, mm -hmm. I've never had that experience before where I could not see 
the face of anyone that I knew for that entire time. You know, I mean, I got phone calls and that was nice. That was, you know, that was great, but I didn't see anyone that I knew. And Mm -hmm. it put a lot of things into perspective for me, like the fact that, oh, (laughs) there are lots of people who haven't seen, you know, anyone that they know and love in months, not just the little week that I was, you know, away, Mm -hmm. like people haven't seen their loved ones in months um, during this entire time. Um, and it, it makes your issues seem like really, really small. Yeah. So I just want to encourage anyone, if you have been putting off, you know, that pain or putting off that ailment, like don't do it. Just get a mask, call your doctor, ask them what the protocols are and go. Mm -hmm. Or if you're feeling whatever it is your fever is going high whatever go to the emergency room call your doctor have them you know call ahead for you it makes a difference I I did not have to wait um just you know don't let doubt be the thing that kills you Uh or that causes you more harm than than you need to suffer and that was my real true story about how it almost happened to me. Wow. (sighs) That was so brave of you to share that story. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, I learned my little lessons from it, but it's not doing me any good anymore Mm -hmm. to just hold it and keep it to myself. Hopefully, you know, it'll help somebody. I don't know. So the moral of the story is it's not always your husband's cooking. (laughs) Sometimes you have an actual issue. Um, okay. And that, was that the moment? In that, in, that, in that moment, what you need to do is stop, call your doctor, get some help, go to the hospital. Yes. It's safe. Get yourself treated. Then go back home and eat your husband's cooking. <laughs> and see and how don't you, continue to blame him. See how yeah. you don't get sick. Mm-hmm. I just ate his spaghetti last night and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. Well, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share. Of course. Of course. Now it's time for my story. Okay. So when I was in first grade. <laughs> oh, really? We're going to have to save your first grade memories. All right. Yeah. We'll have a memoir. special episode for that one. Yes, yep. please. Okay. Well, guys, um, that's it. quite an adventure. It has. Um, I would love to know about other people's experiences. Um Email us and share those things with us. Like if you have had to take a voyage to the hospital, um, I thought that like my nursing staff, my doctors, my surgeon, um, everybody was great. And I thought that they were even more like warm and welcoming to me than I don't know, than than they have been in the past. I've always actually um, had a great uh, experience with um, nursing staff and and things like that. But that was right around the time of um, the protests Mm. um, when they first started erupting. Uh, And there was a lot of civil unrest. And so that was another one of my anxieties is that, Uh you know what? (laughs) I don't know what these people will do to me in here. Mm. Just, I mean, I'm being really honest. I don't know if, 
you know, I'm going to be like sedated or something on the table. And you don't know who's on the other side of those scrubs, who's on the other side of that scalpel. Mm -hmm. There's so many layers of things. Like we've seen like or heard a couple of stories of people who like while they were in surgery, you know, they got like the recorded evidence of the doctors, you know, saying things about their bodies Mm -hmm. or, you know, all those things. Yeah. It's unsettling. It very much is. Yeah. Um, So it was like layer upon layer of (sighs) doubts, doubts and anxiety and things that could have cost me dearly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just thankful that it worked out. Um, But I would be interested to hear other people's stories um, about uh, your experiences, maybe having to have dealt with something similar during these times since we have been sheltering in place or since we've been on lockdown. Um, That would be interesting Mm -hmm. to know. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been the episode. (laughs) this is is what it has been this is what it has been yes Um, and we'll see you for the next has been we will we will see you next week and um, new and rejuvenated and fresh with more manicures stories of manicures I am going to try to redo my nails stories of manicures and first grade adventures yes absolutely (laughs) All right, guys um, as always be careful be safe Wear your mask, take your vitamins, mm-hmm. and go to the hospital if you need to. Go to the hospital if you need to. That's right. All right. Bye. See y'all. The Relationship Review Podcast was created by me, Edison, a mom looking for a way to connect with my daughter and co host, Coco. The Relationship Review is an independent podcast and a member of Black Pod Collective. If you like our podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes and recommend it to a friend. Thank you for your support. Bye.